Ben, I have a little story to tell you. Oh, you do? I do. You see, so remember how last time I said that I was like, I I was going to not go existential and I was just going to do something dumb like American history again as a joke? I do remember you saying that you would do American history as a joke. Yeah, I, I, I said that before we started recording. Anyways, right. point is, um, I wasn't joking. Oh, so we're doing American history. Well, <laughs> as I was reviewing my notes last night about the Articles of Confederation, aha, I realized this this kind of sucks. Like, this isn't interesting. <laughs> so at like midnight last night, I was just like, screw this. I'm going to do something fun. And so, um... I, I got some new notes, and I haven't looked over them since last night, so let's see if they make sense. But they should. What's your idea of fun? Are we talking about the nature of death? No. Th- see, I, I didn't want to go existential. Right. I didn't want to go boring, and those are the two places that I keep on going. <laughs> I need to stop talking about American history. I need to stop talking about death and the world. I just... I just wanted to talk about something that was topical. So we're going to be talking about to- something topical. Okay. All right. Are we talking about ointment? Uh, no. What? How is that topical? Never mind. Ben, I'm concerned now. Why is that topical? That's how you apply ointment. It says on the bottle, apply topical. Oh. Uh, this is going to be a good one. This is Reconceived with Ben and Joel. I'm Joel. And I'm Ben. And I freaking rocked it. You nailed it. Time. You did it. I nailed it. We're proud of you, Joel. Thank you. I'm proud of me. Wonderful. Um. So, Ben, take a look at the calendar. What is today? Today is December 29th, 2018 in the year of our Lord. Exactly. So you know what that means. What's coming up, baby? Are we talking about Anno Domini? We're talking about New Year's. Uh, are you excited for the Are you excited for the New Year? Um beautiful 2019. We're almost to the 20s again. I don't know. I feel like 2019 is just an uncomfortable bridge between 2018 and 2020. Mm, interesting. For some reason, I'm super excited for 2019. Like, hmm. I feel like 2019 is going to be an amazing year. No, don't jinx it. I know, I know, but I got, I got, I just got a good feeling about this one. Now, there, there is the possibility still that um, we mess up the the dates for this, and this actually comes out after New Year's. So if if that's the case, I'm sorry. Or am I? Because even if we do, it's still going to be just as timely. If we release this December 21st, if we release this January 10th, it's still going to be just as timely. Because the new year isn't as it seems. Dun, dun, dun! Wow, that was loud. Good job. Uh... We're going to be talking about New Year's uh, and how it's it's not as concrete as we would think. 
Because New Year's, how we would describe it, didn't actually happen until 45 BC. Hmm. Because our calendars are based off of the Julian calendar, which was introduced in 45 BC. Ah. And the reason why this uh, Julian calendar was introduced in Rome was because the calendar that they had been using was incredibly poor and awful. It was based off of the lunar cycle, which meant that it constantly had to be adjusted with seasons. So it was very inconsistent. Not only that, but the pontifices, or pontifices, basically the Roman body that was in charge of overseeing the calendar would often take advantage of their power by doing things like adding days to the year to extend political terms, or they would use it to interfere with elections. These pontifices had complete control over the entirety of how the year was constructed every single year. And so that wasn't great, and it was very inconsistent and very, very bad. And this was how the culture viewed time. This was their way of understanding how the time functions in the entirety of the world. Or not in the entirety of the world, but how it at time relates to the entirety of the world. So... Once Julius got power, he sought to fix the calendar with the help of an Alexandrian astronomer, Sosigenes. Now, Sosigenes had decided to follow the solar year instead of the lunar cycle, uh, which the Egyptians had done before them. They saw that it worked for them, and so they said, hey, it should work for us. So, that means that they calculated the year to be about 365 and a quarter days long. This meant that they had to add 67 days to 45 BC, which also meant that 46 BC was the first time January 1st was ever celebrated as the beginning of a new year instead of March 1st. Now, this isn't actually going to be the last time that New Year's is celebrated in March. Uh, Britain, later on, during the, the power of the Catholic Church, is going to revert it back to March 25th. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Point is, even though this is the first time, this isn't the permanent fixation to January 1st being the first of a year. Now... Julius Caesar also changed the month of Quintilius to Julius, which we now know as July. And later, Romans uh, did the same thing with Sextilius to honor Augustus, which we now know as August. I always assumed that this, this addition of July and August were the reason to blame why the months don't really line up with their names, like October being the 10th month instead of the 8th. But that's not the case. We'll get to that later as well. Just just know that at this time, even though they changed the name of Quintilius and Sextilius, that, that's all they did. They changed the names. They didn't add any months to make it all weird. Mm. Let me guess. Does it have to do with celebrating New Year's in March? Yep, you're right. Congratulations. But actually, shh, 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 shh. it's a secret. Of course. Yes. Yeah. 
Good on you for figuring that one out, you smart lad. So, though they fixed a lot of the issues um, the year, and, and good on them, they made it more consistent, they made a universal standard, but that doesn't mean that it was perfect. Um, there are several issues with it still. And the issues come to light during the 1700s, where there are some very confusing things that happen. For instance, George Washington was born on February 22nd of 1732. We know this for a fact. However, his family Bible says that he was born on February 11th of 1731 and 1732. Hmm. And in 1752, most places had a pretty normal September, except in the UK, where the 2nd of September was immediately followed by the 14th. Because that's how numbers work. Exactly. We're going to get into some very interesting stuff, folks. So... To understand why this works, we need to talk more about the solar year and how, how that is constructed. Because though there are some very accurate ways to measure a day, we use the sun as our basis for our clocks and calendars because it has a large and very apparent effect on our lives and the most intuitive way to define a day, with day being light and night being dark. Um, the, me right. the measurement of days comparing a latitude's position to the sun, those are called solar days. Similarly, a solar year is defined by how long it takes for a seasonal orientation of the Earth to occur again. But even though we can tell the solar years by the seasons, we, we aren't using the seasons to figure out what year it is specifically. Rather, it's based on the orientation of the Earth that causes the seasons. So what we're seeing here is that a solar year is defined by where the Earth is for those seasons to appear. And once it gets back into that same position that will cause that same type of season, that is when we have a solar year. So that's the position relative to its orbit around the sun right so not its position relative to the axis of well, the earth. uh no it's it's the the orientation of the axis of the earth and the position gotcha because they have this they're basically on the same cycle yeah pretty much basically as the because of the earth's angled axis what we see is that as the earth spins around one of the sides of the earth is going to get more sun than the other, and it's going to be right. hit with more direct sunlight, which means that that area, because it's been exposed to sunlight for a longer period of time and has a more dense exposure to that sunlight, that is going to have a summer season. Right. So the same, the same thing that we measure the seasons by is the same thing that we use to measure a solar year. But we don't use the seasons themselves to measure a solar year. Does that make sense? Right. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so the problem that arises is the fact that the amount of solar days that are in a solar year are not exact. You need about 0.242181 of a day more to be directly matching with the solar year. It's off by about a quarter, which is why we have leap days. We're not using the extra day as an additional day. Rather, it's more of a reorganization and renaming of the days to make up for the time that was lost before. Right. This is also where Sosigenes got his 365.25 days in a year number from. But if we measure the time it takes for a solar year to happen as 365 and a quarter, that is slightly more than what is actually there. It's a bit too much of an adjustment. It's not by much, but that still means that we're we're slowly drifting away from the the true connection between a solar day and a solar year. Though the difference wasn't a big issue for the most part, the difference that was there had caused the Julian calendar dates to be off by 10 whole days by 1582. Huh. That's pretty significant. Yeah, but when you when you look at the grand scheme of things, after a millennium and a half, that's pretty good. All things considered, it's not that bad, and it doesn't really matter. But the Catholic Church still cared about that because they wanted to make sure that Easter fell exactly when it had been for the past several centuries, which I don't know if I entirely get because, you know, Easter jumps around a lot, but that's beside the point. The point is the Catholic Church cared about these 10 missing days, and so they wanted to find a fix. And the, the way that it works out, in order to solve the, the, the issues that they had, they needed three fewer leap days for every four centuries. Hmm. So the rule that we follow now and the rule that they applied was we don't truly have a leap year every four years. The rule now is that we have a leap year every four years except for when that year is divisible by 100. Uh-huh. Unless it was also divisible by 400. Gotcha. So 0.75 leap year leap days fewer per century. Uh, per, per 400 centuries. Or, no, no, no. 400 centuries would be a lot. 0.75 less leap years every four centuries. There we go. Uh, so this calendar, introduced by Pope Gregory the Thirteenth, was set into place on October fourth of fifteen eighty-two, thus beginning the calendar we use, which was named after him. 
the Gregorian calendar. He also undid the drift that had occurred at the same time, meaning that October 4th was going to be followed by October 15th of that year. Oh, so that was just one year? That was that was in 1582, that October 4th was followed by October 15th. Gotcha. Because they had to fix the 10 days. But mm-hmm. the reason that didn't affect other areas was because a lot of the other countries that didn't recognize the Pope as a high authority figure didn't adopt this calendar immediately. In fact, it took the rest of the world several centuries to utilize the Gregorian calendar. This included Britain and thus their colonies in America, who took until September of 1752, which meant that their days were now off by 11 days. This is why we have the the weird 11 missing days in September of 1752 in the UK specifically, and why George Washington was born in two separate years. Because, as I said before, the Christian world at that point was celebrating New Year's on March 25th, or what was known as Ladies' Day, for quite some time. And it was with the establishment of the Gregorian calendar that it was changed from March to January, which meant that according to which calendar you used, George Washington was either born on February 11th of 1731 or February 11th of 1732. Mm. So now we have a better understanding of the history of how we got the calendar that we have and how we recognize January 1st as New Year's, but we're not done yet. This calendar isn't actually as accurate as we could to have the true idea of where New Year's falls on. Because the Gregorian calendar, though it's much better, still has a difference between the calendar year and the solar year. The Gregorian calendar is 26 seconds faster than the actual solar year. Which means that the days will fall out of alignment every 3,216 years. That's a pretty serious problem. Yeah. That's coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to happen in the year 4909, but it, it, it's something that we need to address immediately, obviously. Right. But that's all still dealing with the solar year. And the solar year isn't actually the best way to measure when a how long a year is or how many days are in a year. We're still designating our days compared to the sun. The issue with that is that the sun isn't actually a consistent. It's not a constant that we can accurately measure that with. We only have that perspective because the sun has the most effect on our lives, because that creates night and day. What we really need to do is to measure to some form of distant star or group of stars. It's Hmm. sort of like measuring how fast we're going based off of, or rather, our position in a car 
based off of the landscape out of the window. Because the landscape isn't moving at all compared to us, while the things that are very up close are moving at a rapid rate. By this, we're able to better understand where our position is. So, when we actually do this, we can find the sidereal day, which takes about 23.9 hours. Gotcha. So, the history of time has been humans are trying to get more and more accurate, and we realize that that's really difficult with the world that we live on? Yes. And at the end of the day, New Year's was just decided to be on January 1st, and we also decided that days should be consistent to the type of weather and seasons that we are currently experiencing. And that it's too confusing to try to keep up with days that are relative to the truest form of day that we can experience. Rather, we should base it off of the sun. And when you put all of those things together, we find out that New Year's Day may not actually be as concrete as we tend to think of it. Rather, the orderly days of the year are constructed to better order the functioning world around us. Gotcha. This is New Year's Reconceived.